I have found something in life, and this morning I think I really want to kind of reason along with you. Not really intending to preach, but I just want to listen because what we had the first section was altogether a whole message itself. But let me ask this question, or rather, my subject is going to be three questions. That's the topic I'm sharing on three questions. And these are questions that I think everybody needs to answer. It's very, very vital you answer this question because, you see, sometimes we think we exist alone, but the truth is, we are not existing for ourselves. We are existing for people, sick, if you will. Hallelujah. And I'm going to be asking these three questions and maybe. We're going to supply one or two answers to them. Can you quickly turn to the book of Acts? I mean, the book of Matthew. Let's look at Matthew 16. Matthew chapter 16. Let's start from there. Three questions that I think everybody needs to answer. Uh, we read from verse 13. Matthew 16 from verse 13. And when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do men say that I am, the Son of Man? Am. So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, and one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Now let's take those questions. These are questions that need to be answered. Hallelujah. Who do men say that I am? You know, sometimes we think that people doesn't watch us. Sometimes we think that people, their opinion doesn't really matter. Amen? But you see, if you are a reasonable being, you should know that in every society you are living in, you can see yourself. People see you and they can tell you better who you are. Are you understanding me? People around you are your mirror. Why we believe and we do know there are criticisms that can come to us. There are also constructive criticisms. People don't just criticize you. Hallelujah. They definitely have a reason for saying what they are saying. Sometimes you feel, well, I don't want people to, to guide my life. I'm not concerned about people's opinion. I don't think you are right. Why we must not allow people to rule us by their opinion is also important. We assess our lives by people's opinion to a very large degree. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus asked this, who do people say I am? That is personal assessment for you as an individual. What do your family say? What do they say who you are? Your children, your husband, your wife. What, what is, what, have you ever sat down and asked one day, how does these people think about me as a father, as a mother, as a son? 
Have you asked a question? Hallelujah. People around you have their own assessment about you. It is good sometimes you take inventory about your life by what people say about you. And it's very, very important, very, very crucial. Hallelujah. Now, we're going to be moving back and front as we share. The second question he asks is, who do you say I am? Because the opinion of the people were not right. Some say you are John the Baptist, some say you are Elijah, or say you are that, you are that one of the prophets. The, their opinion about him were not right. They don't know who he was. Is that okay? Are you there? Then the next question is, who do you say I am? Myself. What does that mean? As a leader, you must assess yourself by the people you are leading. If those outside doesn't know me, what about you? Where you think, where those you are leading, what they say doesn't matter. To me, you are in error. Where you can take simple counsel from those you are leading, then automatically you are in error. Most of our leaders in this country fail because they don't have this personal assessment from those they are leading. They don't care about the opinion of the majority. They don't care about the opinion of the citizens of their country. It doesn't bother them because they have power. Hallelujah. Jesus turned around. Okay, let us assume the answer is wrong. What about you? Because I am leading you. You are directly working with me. What do you know about me? One of the vital things for a leader to do is to have this personal assessment from those that is leading. And don't just throw it away when the assessment comes in. Take an inventory once in a while. If you care, send people among them. There are some that are close to you. Find out from them what people say about you. There could be some things that are not right. Adjust them. If you must succeed. Are you following what I'm talking about? You don't play with it. You may hang yourself on your throne. But your subject, listen, this is one of the reasons sometimes there are factions in every society. And sometimes you can think about breakaways. Even in a country, you can be talking about a coup. Because the opinion of the people are generally neglected by those in leadership. Hallelujah. And also tell us that you just can't follow anybody. You must follow the person you know something about. Are you there? Who do men say that I am? They say, John, John, this. Okay, that's fine. But who do you say I am? How do you follow a leader that you don't understand, that you don't know anything about? Jesus always said to the Pharisees, say, let the blind lead the blind. When the blind lead the blind, they both fall into a dish. That means the leadership and those following the outward blind. But it's not expected that it should be so. Why the blindness will continue? Because the subject, even if they discover it in and tells him, 
The leadership will not accept to make adjustment. I don't want to mention it, but you know, the past president of our country had this problem. And that's why a lot of people say, well, it will be better to send him to psychiatry hospital for re-examination. Because he never takes correction from anybody. He doesn't take suggestion from anybody. Just because you're on throne. Hallelujah. Who do men say that I am? After they are giving your opinion, they say, who do you say I am? Have you taken time to ask your wife once in a while? Who do you think I am? Have you called your children to ask them? Tell me. Don't be biased. Just don't. I'm not flogging you. Just tell me. How do you know me? How do you know me? Are you getting what I'm talking about? I just want to know. It's very, very crucial. Very important, my brother. You don't just lead people. Come on, move on, come on. When some are rebelling, you don't know. Because if I says you, I can't follow this man. In your companies, in your place of work, have you taken time behind the scene as managers and directors? Ask somebody, who do people say I am? Why would Jesus bother himself with this kind of a question? He's the son of God. <laughs> but he's teaching us some principles by which we can live as son of men on the face of the earth. Don't forget, when the Holy Spirit works in you, you become the son of God. Because God also called, I mean son of man, God also called uh, Ezekiel son of man. Is that okay? That is man, God together, flesh and spirit together, you become son of man. Now, I, I, I want to re-emphasize that because it's so important that sometimes we think leadership can go into our mind, into our head, that we care less about those that we are leading. We may have lost so many people and still think that we are in power. In their thoughts, they are away from us. You can coerce them to do what they want to do. Let me tell you something. If people really love you based on who you are, you don't shout on them before they do what they want to do. But you see people lead today. They lead, they don't think. They don't bother about anybody. They don't care. Who do people think you are? As a pastor, what is the assessment that people have about you? Have you, have you taken time to... To just find out one way or the other. What do people say? You see, apart from having personal assessment, this will really help you to have a personal assessment about your life, about your work, about your relationship to people. Hallelujah. People have various opinions. For instance, a lot of people have various opinions about me outside. But you should have your opinion about me here. Am I talking? The opinion of the man outside of the local assembly can never be the same with your own opinion about me. Why? We interact every day. The other man sees me from afar. Are you following what I'm saying now? The best the man afar from afar can say, well, he's a teacher of the word of God, he's a pastor, we know him, he's simple, whatever. They can give all their definitions. I may appear to them in that dimension, but what do you say I am? Does your own assessment agree with the assessment of those outside? 
Because we relate every day. We talk to each other. The man outside, I don't talk to them. They might just be listening to me on TV or whatever. Who do you say I am? What is your opinion about me? It's important. I just need to know. Hallelujah. Am I a harsh man? Am I a simple man? Am I a humble man? Am I a rough man? Am I a callous man? I need to know. For everything you say, lift me on. For adjustment also continue in the way I'm going. Hallelujah. Sometimes when prophets go to kings, it is because of who they are. At that moment, God sent someone to them. He said, let me see, tell you this. It is people around you that are presently. Sorry, don't get angry with that. Your angels. Is that okay? Those around you are the angels God has sent your way to assist you on the way to glory. You may not believe that. You say, but I see angels in the night. What have they told you? Have you seen one come to tell you about your life, your character? Have you seen one angel who came to you? Has anyone ever told you who you are? Hallelujah. You need to answer that question for yourself. Who do men say that I am? Who does those I'm leading say I am? You just need to get some answers from that. Otherwise, you'll be going on into the dream, into destruction, unknown to you. Because maybe you are holding power, you're, you know, that kind of a thing. Amen? I wish it is possible to pretend to have died so that they can bury you for three days. Then when you wake up, you see publications. Then you will know who you are. I'm just being honest with you. I wish it is possible. Let some of us die. Let them bury us. And then after three days, we can come up. And then let's hear what was written about us. You see, there's a common saying that a good name is better than riches. Do you know that? How do you know you have a good name? If you don't find out from people. You think it doesn't matter? It is when you die, that is when songs will be written about you. What kind of song will you hear if you wake up? And every life you live will be on record. Hallelujah. Are you still there with me? To me, it's a very important subject. Because it's not just a matter of leading people. It is also knowing how people see me, how they feel about me. is very crucial. I have my ears open to what people say. Not because they guide me in what they say to do what I'm supposed to do. But I have to adjust so many things. If God begins to use people to tell me what I... That's why a leader, a good leader must be friendly. He should be close to people. Because if you are not close to people, no one can be able to talk to you about who you are. Praise the living God. You know, there is a way you live sometimes that you defy what is called shame. And once shame is taken away from your life, you are gone. Because like somebody once told me, say even a madman in the street know what you call shame. 
If not, why are they looking for banners? No, banners are the only truth. They look for banners, they look for rags to cover their nakedness. Yet they are mad. So they understood what is shame. That if you live your life to the place where you have no shame, then you have gone beyond madness. But you see, these are the things you cannot know yourself. Somebody have to point them out to you. My brother, my sister, the way you are going is not the right way. Are you there? Who do men say that I am? And for those of you I'm leading, who do you say I am? Listen, Peter said, that as Christ, the son of the living God. Say this have not been revealed to you in flesh and blood, but my father which is in heaven. And that tells us something. That the people you are supposed to be following actually people God have revealed to you to a very large degree. You don't follow because you just want to follow. That is why it's difficult for you to be involved in the commission of those you are following because you don't know anything about them. Are you there with me? Until God personally speaks to you about certain people, you don't have any reason. That is why, I want to repeat, you are not committed. Because you don't have a personal revelation about those that are leading you. As long as you don't know something about them, there is no confidence, there is no trust. You can't die for your leaders because you don't know them. So sometimes you need to pray, God, show me my leader. Let me know who my pastor is. It's very important. Are you see that? Wife, know your husband. Husband, know your wife. And I don't mean knowing their names. I'm not even talking about how they eat. But know them. Who are they? God may have planted you there to help to do one or two things in their lives. Who do men say that I am? And who do you say I am? It's so important. Hallelujah. Let's take the third question. I'm not going to waste your time today. John. Let's go to John chapter 1. Praise the Lord. Okay. There was this man called John. And everybody knows him as John the Baptist, isn't it? Okay. Let's start reading from... Oh, goodness. Let's read from verse 19. Now, this is a testimony of John. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. Please follow this. After he have asked question, who do men say I am? Who do you say I am? You also have a question to answer. Who am I? Are you there? Here John said, I am not the Christ. That means he knows who he is. He wasn't going to claim what he is not. 
answering this question, you should be honest about yourself and about your life. Look at the next thing. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I'm not. Are you the prophet? And he answered, No. Then they said to him, Who are you then that we may give answer to those who sent us? What do you say about yourself? What do you say about yourself? What do you know about yourself? Hallelujah. Three questions. Are they relevant to your life? <laughs> what do people say I am? Who do my followers say I am? But what do you say about yourself? Let's read on. He said, I am. The voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. As the prophet Isaiah said. Now those who were sent here from the Pharisees. And they asked him saying. Why then do you baptize. If you are not the Christ. Nor Elisha. Or the prophet. John answered them saying. I baptize with water. But there stand one among you. Whom you do not know. It is he who will come in after me. Is preferred before me. Who send a trip. I'm not worthy. Strap. I'm not worthy to lose. Hallelujah. Are you there? What do you say about yourself? It is how I'm a man. It is how I'm the son of Zachariah. What did he say he was? Or who did he say he was? The voice of one crying in the wilderness. Who you are is directly connected to what God sent you here to do. You may have political appointments. But you need to find out who you are. Until you answer this question. You will never live a fulfilled life. Hallelujah. Until you answer this last question for yourself. I mean by yourself. You will never live a fulfilled life. Don't forget what Jeremiah said, Jeremiah 1. When the Lord will begin to talk to him, when I found you in your mother's room, I knew you and I called you as what? As a prophet. Jeremiah knew that he was a prophet because God told him you are a prophet. If I ask some of us now, looking at me and watching and listening to this, who are you? What do you say about yourself? Of course, you have no answer. You, the, the fastest and quickest answer, I don't know. Am I right, somebody? Let's be honest. But you see, you ought to know who you are. Because in knowing who you are, you will stay in the cause that God has given unto you. Then at the end, like Apostle Paul will say, you will say, I've fulfilled, I've finished my cause. Are you following what I'm saying? You must know who you are. You must come to know the potentials in your life. You must discover it. I was sharing with my daughters a few, that's a few days ago. And we had some storming, time to storm to discuss. And I made them to see some keys about life. 
that can enable you find fulfillment and discovery as to who you are. Most of you, you should tell me and God can make me be confirmed who you are. Or if I tell you who you are, if God speaks that to me, you should confirm me by what God will tell you. Hallelujah. Are you following what I'm talking about? Have you answered this question in your life? What do you see about yourself? It's so important. Because it has to do with fulfilling the reason why you were born. I've only told you this, you existed before you came in here. You have, you have a life before you came in here. Hallelujah. You see, your father and your mother came together. They are just vehicles to bring you here. You must understand who your father really is. God. Are you there? He sent you here for an assignment. You must know what you are here for. You just need to understand that. What do you say about yourself? You know what we do sometimes? We like looking for prophets to tell us who we are. <laughs> but most often, it may not be right. It may be right to a degree. But you must come to the place where you have a personal conviction and witness of who you are. Otherwise, you'll be tossed to and fro. Life can never be straight for you. If God, for instance, sent you to be an educationist, and you choose to be an engineer, you'll never go that far. Hallelujah. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Who are you? What do you say about yourself? You have to answer that question. John the Baptist would never compromise who he was. Otherwise, you know, he wouldn't have been where he was. Because the parents, which is the mother now, and the relation said, there's no man that is called John in this family. We are all Zacharias. But the father's mouth opened. And I told you why the father's mouth was shut the other time. He didn't believe God. You remember that? God said, you're going to bring forth. He said, no, that's not possible. It's okay, well, you have to be dumb. Until the child comes forth. But you remember, the same offense was committed by Abraham. But in his own case, he might well not dumb. Why? To whom much is given, much is required. Zechariah was a prophet, a priest in the most temple. He knows the mind of God. The angels minister to him. He should know better than Abraham, who was called raw from idol worship. So the punishment that Zechariah got, Abraham didn't get it. That is why if all of us commit the same offense, my own punishment will be greater than your own. And at the same time, the mercy I receive may not be the mercy you receive. So don't you judge my life with your life. Are you listening? This is very vital. Your relationship, your assignment with God determines how it deals with you. It's personal between you and Him. Otherwise, why, what qualified David to go and eat the showbread that was meant for the priest?
Are you still there? And when people, when people ask Jesus, why will, why will your disciples eat of the corn on the Sabbath? Blood corn, they are walking on the Sabbath. He said, have you not read how that David and the men that follow you ate the showbread and they were blameless? He said, God is after mercy and not sacrifice. But you go and eat that showbread and see whether you survive it. Are you listening to me? Who are you? What, what do you say about yourself? Even young ones, as you are growing, what do you know about yourself? What do you dream about when you go to bed? What do you think about? Have you once in a while sat down to meditate and say, God, but who am I? Why am I existing? Why, what am I existing for? Hallelujah. You like praying, but there are some things you need to pray about. which has to do with your life. Because if you know who you are, you will know where to be at the right time. You know the right of things. I mean, the things to do at the right time. Because of who you are. You can find that John the Baptist had to be in the wilderness because he carried the spirit that doesn't stay in the city. The spirit of Elijah to turn the heart of the fathers to the son. And the heart of the son to the fathers. Elijah was not a city prophet. A lot of people want to be prophet today, but we don't see anyone that God is going to send to the bush. All our prophets today, they are all city prophets. There is none that exists or stays in the village. Because of the spirit that John carried, he can't stay in the city. He has to be in the wilderness eating locusts, wild honey. Are you see them? But by reason of natural birth, he was supposed to be in the temple to slaughter the animal and eat the kidneys and the livers, good, good stuff. But here was this man because of who he was, the voice of one crying, Where? In the wilderness. He knows his location. Do you know your location? <laughs> Am I talking to somebody? He knows his location. Do you know your location? Where are you supposed to be now? <laughs> it's not the issue I want to travel. A lot of people travel overseas and they are there sleeping under bridges like they did in, in, in Lagos. You know that? The voice of one crying in the wilderness. I know where I'm supposed to be. John said. Hallelujah. And he knows the assignment very specific. Make straight. The part of the one that makes straight. In other words, I wouldn't do beyond that. I will only make straight and leave the scene for the man to walk in. Who do you say about yourself? God may have sent you just to save some people. To fulfill their destiny. And in so doing, you are fulfilling your destiny. Prophetic destiny is just to help some people. But often, everybody wants to be a leader. But John said, I am not the one. I'm only sent to prepare the way of this man that is coming. That was his honor. That was his glory. Just helping to put this right was all that he was born for. 
And when Jesus began to be baptized, you know what he said? He said he must increase that I should do what? Decrease. He knows his boundary. He knows when to stop. <laughs> Hallelujah. He knows exactly when to stop. He wants to go, to go beyond what God gave to him. Some of you are stepping beyond your bounds. By your mindsets, your agitations about life, where you want to be, who you want to be. Without knowing or first answering that question, who are you? What do you say about yourself? Until you take time to answer that question, you will do things beyond the bounds that God has set for you. Because God may just have brought you here just to assist somebody. Just assist it. Nothing more than that. But you want to be on the top. You know the scripture who quotes? Ah, fine, you got it. I'll be the head and not the tail. You got it. Everybody's head. Now, can you imagine the kind of leadership we're going to have when everybody's a head? Nobody. From the neck up, everybody. Can you imagine a congregation? Oh, come on, think about it. Everybody's a leader. There's a common saying where there are two captains in the ship, no movement. I'm sure you know that. Captain A said, This is the bearing. Captain B said, This is what I'm seeing. So the ship can never move. Stagnated. I will not be the tail, I'll be the head. That's a good prophecy. There's no problem about that. But I want you to answer this question for yourself as you leave this meeting today. What do you say about yourself? If people have spoken, it is the answer you give that will either determine what people say are not true, or what they say is the truth. You have to answer it yourself. Who am I? I agree that the opinion of men are wrong, but who are you? Have you answered that question? And he said, let me tell you something. People came to Jesus one day. And they said, who are you? And Jesus simply turned around and started healing and doing signs and wonders. He said, go and tell those that sent you. I'm healing the sick. Open the eyes of the blind. The limbs are walking. Go and tell them. It is not your mouth. By their fruit, we shall know them. I said it so that you don't claim what you are not. Do you understand what I'm saying? Jesus didn't say, I am going to tell them the son of God. He didn't say so. As soon as he asked him that question, he turned around, heal the blind. Then the same, the, the sea come in. Then the lame, let them walk and say, Have you seen? He said, You go and tell them. The blind can see, the dumb can hear, the lame can walk. That is my answer. Let us see who you are. Don't claim what you are not. Hallelujah. Come on, am I talking now? Who you are is what you are sent here to do what? To do. It is not you saying it. It is not you shouting it. It is as your input begins to manifest, we know this is who this person is. Jesus didn't argue. He didn't go about saying, you ought to know that I'm a prophet. He didn't say that. 
just heal the blind. He just he produced evidence of who he was. So go back and tell them the lame are walking, the blind are seeing, the dumb can speak. Simple answer. Let us know who you are. But what you can do. Hallelujah. Are you still there? Three questions you must answer in life. Three major questions that will shape you, that will keep you going, that will reveal to you God's mandate. If you can't get an answer for what people say about you, you can always get an answer from God to answer the question Who do you say you are? Yourself. What do you say? When they asked Jesus, like I said, he didn't go about explaining anything. And you can see exactly what John did here. When they say, what do you say about yourself? I'm the voice of the one crying where? In the wilderness. Make straight the path. Simple. Nothing more than that. No addition. He knows what he came here to do. Some of us are just wondering. We are just moving. We, if I, we are not in our nest, we are not in the place where we can hatch eggs. We are not in the place where we can bring forth life. Revealing the life of God that is deposited in our life. We are not in that place. We are just living. But you must ask this question. In your sleep, in your meditation. Who am I? Why am I existing? What did I come here to do? Why am I really going to church? To get blessings? No. Like he told us this morning, when the joints begin to supply, I mean the body begin to supply the joints, there's going to be life. It means who you are will bring a supply to the body. Hallelujah. And understand it, you are who you are for God's sake, not for your sake. Because John was doing what he was doing so that Christ may increase, the kingdom may increase. You are who you are for God's sake, for his kingdom's sake, not for your sake. Who are you? I can't answer that for you. You have to go to God who created you and find out who you are. Is that okay? And if you can know who you are, you will walk more with faith, with confidence. Absolute trust. Nothing will shake you because you know who you are. It doesn't matter what people think at that level. It doesn't matter what they feel at that level. You know exactly who you are. You know your boundaries. You know where you are not supposed to be and where you must be part time. Like he said, the voice of one crying in the city. Isn't it? Where is he crying? In the wilderness. It is said the voice of one talking. He wasn't going to make a talk. He's going to cry. Hallelujah. Therefore, pattern of ministry differs. There are some crying ministry. And there are some talking ministries. This guy was going to cry. He wasn't going to talk. Is that okay? But do you know that statement he quoted? is taken from the book of Isaiah. That means he was born to fulfill a scripture. Even so you, you are born to fulfill the prophetic scriptures. What did Jesus say? In 
your book is written about me, O Lord, to do what? To do thy will. He came to fulfill scriptures. All that God have ever said in bringing to a climax his desire and purposes in life, you are part of the scheme that God have drawn. Therefore, you must find out. I know exactly who you are, what you are called to do. To be able to fulfill prophetic scriptures. I call that prophetic destiny. Is that okay? You see, when you walk in a prophetic destiny, things work for you. You don't look for them. You don't struggle for them. They work for you. And sometimes understand this. Some people may be walking their prophetic destiny. And it's taking a long time for some of these things, what you call glory, to be revealed. And sometimes you may come to the place of doubting whether you are actually called. But the question sometimes you need to ask yourself is this. Who called Moses? And who created the obstacle for Moses' ministry? Because the call of Moses is, go and bring my people. Let them come and serve me. Get them out of Egypt. But God planted an obstacle for Moses. Called Pharaoh. Remember that? The father, certain people ministry are not advancing in speech the way they're supposed to advance. Doesn't mean God didn't call them. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? Will you take time to go back home and answer these questions for yourself? Who do men say that I am? In your company, what do they call you? Do you have a nickname in your company? Or in your family? So that anytime you are showing up, people know how to behave themselves. Huh? Am I talking to somebody? Who do men say that I am? Do you come into a meeting and people just hush because the person arrived? Do you know what I'm talking about? You enter a place where there are six, five people, everyone just shh. He or she is coming. Have you noticed that? Who do men say you are? When you step into a place, how do people stretch their hand to shake you? Is it with reservation or thank you? You know, shake means a contact. But some people doesn't want to make contact with you at all. So what would they say? Thank you. Welcome. Who do men say you are? Are you there with me? Very vital. Are you in the leadership? I'm trying to cap up. What does those around you, those following you, your workers, who do they say you are? We then walk faster and better when you're around, or by the time you leave, things will be there until you return. Who are you to your workers? Who are you to your children? Who are you to your wife or to your husband? Who do men say that I am? Because what they say about you will determine their relationship. If those outside cannot see, those inside must see. And if those inside can't see certain things, God will make you see who you are. So the last question you must answer. Who do you say you are? God bless you.